Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi there, Wellness Wednesday listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, this is your host, Helen Nguyen, CEO of 3W Medical for Women. We're joined today by very familiar people. And as they have become so much of a part of our community here at 3W, we want to share them as a community member to you as well. And we have Georgina here with us. She is Alejandra's mom, our content marketing specialist's mom. (laughs) And we recorded this episode recently in Spanish for our 3W Spanish podcast, which is called, Alejandra, what is it called? Wellness Wednesday con 3W en Español. All right, there you go. You heard it. (laughs) And so I thought, you know what? We need to do one in English because the story that Georgina is going to share with us about her journey through having breast cancer. And then I wanted her daughter here with us, Alejandra, because I think the dynamic and the story unfolded for both of them uh, very interestingly. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's listeners out there that have moms, aunts, sisters that have had breast cancer. And your experiences is also something really powerful to share and your journey with your loved ones. So thank you, Georgina, for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very honored. Thank you. Thank you. So Georgina, let's start with you and your journey through breast cancer. When were you diagnosed? I actually found out through a simple itch. Wow. I was on my way to work with Mm -hmm. a co-worker, you know, wiggling around. And she looked over and she said to me, what is wrong? And I said, I don't know. I have this really uncomfortable itch. And she says, oh, you know, you you should go to the doctor. And and I just kind of shrugged. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that right now. (laughs) And the next week again... She asked me again, and she said, you know what, maybe it's something more serious. And I said, you know what, it's just an itch. I don't think it's that big a deal. She says, well, let me ask you this. She goes, how long has it been since you've had a mammogram? Mm. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. It had been a really, really long time. I mean, my oldest daughter, or my youngest daughter was 18. So That's how long you've waited? Yeah. Wow. And I got to tell you, a month before this maybe two months, I was in a parking lot and there was a huge van. All those, yeah, those mammogram buses, right? Yes, and I thought, I looked at it and I thought, oh, this is my chance. Mm -hmm. It's right here. Mm -hmm. They can't, you know, I I can't deny that I haven't done it for a while and that I really need to get in there. So I went and knocked on the door Mm -hmm. and they said, well, do you have your insurance card? And I said, well, 
no, I didn't bring it with me. And she says, well, get your insurance card and then come back. Mm-hmm. She goes, or otherwise go to the clinic, you know, at uh, and they'll see you there. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't have time for this. You know, yeah. I thought this would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. But again, my own dumbness that Aww. I didn't do it. So the third week, we're yeah. driving to work. And she, and I and I finally, you know, Anita asked me again, and I said, no, I'm going in. I said, there is something definitely not right. Okay. Because the itch that I had had, it, it, it had just been obnoxious, just an obnoxious itch. Yeah. And by the morning, as a matter of fact, it was that week. Usually we would go to work on Thursdays, and it was that week that I realized the itching had gotten so severe that I ripped that I actually <sighs> tore my skin. That's how, I, in my own wow. sleep. Wow. And when I saw the blood, I thought, okay, there is really something not right here. Yeah. So you didn't feel a lump or anything? Nothing. I felt nothing. It was okay. just an itch. That's yeah. what was so ironic and just so out of whack, you know, just out of place. Yeah, yeah. A simple itch. And then I, right away, I thought, okay, insurance, we got to get the insurance stuff together. And mm-hmm. I called and sure enough, they took me in. I went for the mammogram. And the lady was very, her face, I could just say her face, there wasn't something not right. And she goes, well, there is something here. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So what's the next step, right? Mm-hmm. That was just my question. And again, right. we went through the mammogram and then the ultrasound and the look on that doctor's face too was just like really stern. Okay. And I was watching him and I was watching the screen. Again, he had a very peculiar look on his face. And I sat up and, you know, asked him, I said, so doctor, what do you think? And he goes, well, mm-hmm. you know, this is not good. And I said, well, I already know that. I yeah. said, what's the next step? Yeah. He said, okay, so now it'll be the biopsy. So I went in for the for the biopsy and I was fascinated by this. It mm-hmm. was really incredible how just the procedure you know, and I said, I've never seen anything like this. Can I watch? Mm-hmm. And the nurses were kind of taken aback too. They're like, sure, you can watch. <laughs> okay. So I did. I wanted to see everything and the way that thing shot in and grabbed whatever and it pulled it out. It was Whoa. incredible. It was Wait, like, you were awake the whole I time? I was. I what? was. But it was numb. It was numb. Yes, yes. But just watching it and seeing the, the screen and seeing that that thing was like a gun and it really shot like a gun, wow. went in, grabbed whatever it was and mm, then yeah. pulled it back out. Yeah. And then they would they were also planting these little uh, plastic devices that would show to circle where exactly it was, mm. which was to me was so amazing because it really, really has come a long way. Yes, yes. Mm. <clears throat> I have a sister-in-law that passed away about eight years ago. Mm. And I remember her telling me, whatever you do, don't ever receive chemo. And that was constantly, that was in my mind the whole time that the procedures were happening, all of the testing was happening. And everything today is done. I mean, they are so, it's, it's like they target it now. Mm-hmm. It's not, okay, well, let's just give her the chemo and let yeah. it spread all over the place yeah. and it kills everything else. Yes. And that's what happened to her. Wow. She literally died from the inside out. It wow. was wow. horribly terrifying. And mm-hmm. and I would call her, how are you, you know? And she mm-hmm. says, no, George, this is just, this is hell. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. So, and I would see, you know, and finally my cardiologist and the surgeon and everything that started to get involved into what was going to happen. My sister was right there. 
right Aww. right there the whole time she was taking me Aww. to the appointments and everything it was she was amazing and so were my kids very support a lot of support yeah. with my family it was yeah. wonderful finally and that was november and then so throughout all of december it was test after test after mm-hmm. test so there mm-hmm. were about eight or nine tests that i went through by january it was the end of january where all the tests were done and beginning February, I believe it was the first, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. by February the first, I started my first chemo. Wow. And it was really, you know, at first you don't feel anything, you know. Okay. Mine were usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I'd go in on a Tuesday to get blood drawn. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, that's when they would do the actual chemo wow. and the first time that we did it my sister this is it's a funny little story because she knows how I am an enemy of anything that's pills I just I won't take them <laughs> and and she warned the nurse and she's okay well we're gonna start she says if there's anything changes if you feel anything just ring the bell and we'll come in and check out to see what uh what we can adjust mm-hmm. and sure enough I I could feel the dizziness of the medicine and I started to reach over to itch my skin mm-hmm. and my sister like pulled my hand away she goes what are you doing and I said well I just have an itch I go what's the big deal she goes no wait there's something there and sure enough it was a welt that started to form on the side of my neck wow so she rung the bell and she says oh it's okay would just give her some... Was it Benadryl or...? Yes, mm-hmm. it was Benadryl. See, I don't mm-hmm. even know the names of these things. That's how bad I am. Well, that's how good I am, maybe. I don't know. So she says, okay, well, we'll give you some Benadryl. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding this cup of tea in my hand. And she says, now you're going to feel a little bit dizzy. And in my mind, I'm thinking, if I'm going to feel dizzy, I better hand this tea over to Cindy. And I just completely collapsed. Oh, my gosh. And they're both just laughing. <laughs> And she, Cindy, my sister says to the nurse, see, told you, she can't take anything. <laughs> and I literally collapsed, but I could hear them. Yeah. And I said, look, I, can, I can't open my eyes, but I can hear you. And they were both just laughing. It was a fun moment. Wow. But uh, as it progressed, my other daughters took turns. My mm-hmm. son came, mm-hmm. my brother came, and mm-hmm. it was really wonderful. I felt very protected. Mm-hmm. I felt very loved. I felt just... Like it was just happening and I was just taking these steps. Mm -hmm. The actual hard part started, I think, about my third week, third Mm -hmm. or fourth. Gosh, maybe it was even into the month, but nothing was happening. I felt, gosh, this is pretty easy, you know, (laughs) so I thought. Well, what, what type of breast cancer did you have? What were you diagnosed with officially? You don't remember? You know? <laughs> it's totally, it's, it's totally oh. fine. What stage? Do you remember what stage? Okay, well, that was another scare because they thought I had stage four. Oh, my gosh. And when they thought it was stage four, they found uh, a shadow in my bone, right in the middle. Collarbone? Of, in my collarbone. Mm. And the next time I went to the appointment, that mm-hmm. shadow was gone. Wow. So that was really amazing. Yeah. So after that shadow from your collarbone disappeared. Right. Did it go down a stage? Is that how it they... did. So, okay. So it's it stage did. three yeah. is what you were it diagnosed ended up with stage officially. three. And okay. it measured seven millimeters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because one of them was three mm-hmm. and the other one was four. Mm-hmm. And then there was like an attachment between. So they made, wow. it, they made it seven. Yeah. And it was... 
I don't know that it was on the surface or, but it also included the lymph nodes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was another. That was another layer. Yes. Of trickiness. Yes. Because, and it was in the ducts, Mm -hmm. which was really interesting. Was it just in one breast? Just on one side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I went through the first eight weeks of chemo. By the eighth week, (laughs) it was, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I had lost all my hair. Mm Mm-hmm. I literally lost my nails and on my hands and my feet. Wow. They just fall off? They grew off. It was, that was fascinating too. That's interesting. Too. Yeah. It they really, were, really they were black. was. And they were black. Wow. Yeah. That okay. was really, really interesting because I had smashed my thumb yeah. like years ago on the yeah. car door and mm-hmm. I thought, darn it, I wish I would have had a camera to take a picture of this, you know? And yeah. now I had another chance. It was like, wow, this is really cool. And on my toes, <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it really is. I mean, our bodies are so tolerable, mm-hmm. you know, they really do tolerate so much. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we, I don't know, we pamper ourselves too much, maybe, you know what I mean? <laughs> that we don't realize how strong we really, really are because our structure is so, it's strong. It's resilient. We don't, is, mm-hmm. that's the word. Thank it's you. Resilient. It's resilient. Mm-hmm. That is the word. Yeah. And I lost quite a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. I did. I got to the point where I couldn't swallow. Mm. I had welts in my mouth. Wow. I had welts in my feet. So it was really hard to walk. And I did at one moment, my poor son, he was coming out of his room as I was going into the bathroom and and he just hugged me and he says, Mom, you're so tiny. And I said, but I'm strong. Yeah. I said, I feel strong. I'm not weak. I'm strong. Mm -hmm. He says, okay. (laughs) He just let me go on my way. But uh, yeah, it was actually the first time I actually looked in the mirror. I saw myself, no hair, mm-hmm. really, really gaunt. Thin. Yeah. Yes. And that dark. Mm-hmm. And it, that was uh, mm-hmm. a moment of wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that is me in that mirror. Yeah. Yeah. How did you break it to your kids? Oh boy, that you know. Did you sit I all th- of them down? No, I actually, you know, <laughs> oh gosh. And at this moment, I just, I just said it kind of matter of factly, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, look, this is happening. I have this, and I just need to go get checked. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as it progressed, and the exams were getting more, not so much frequent, but actually visual in the fact that okay, there is something here. Mm-hmm. Something is going on. And, you know, they take me to all my tests and stuff because they also wanted to know what was going on, sure. which was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And some funny moments in some of the testings and stuff. And again, you know, they really I thought they needed to know they needed yeah. to know what was going on. Right. But then it was really interesting is everybody came back home. So I had the kids around mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hits. Mm. That was like a moment of, OK, nobody's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And. Literally, nobody was going anywhere. Well, Allie was also, I actually didn't tell Allie. You didn't? I didn't. And how did that make you feel, Alejandra? (laughs) (laughs) It was very difficult. I was out of state for Mm -hmm. a good chunk of time. And I remember I was coming home on vacation. And I remember I got to the house. It wasn't even, I hadn't even been there an hour. And 
Mm. My mom's like, hey, I have to tell you something. And she's like, well, I went to the doctor and they found something and I got more testing. And I just like felt my body just shut down. I was, you know, thinking it was just a normal, normal piece of news. Mm -hmm. But it just like my body just shut down. Mm -hmm. And my sister you know, just kind of explained a little more. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean they found something? And she had known already for a while. So I was, I didn't feel so much upset because I knew it was her process. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, why didn't I know earlier? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of like, it was hard. And I think she wanted to wait till I came home, which I appreciated. I would have, I mean, I think if I would have gotten a call, <laughs> yeah, that would have been harder. Yeah, it's not news you pick up the phone and say, right? No, no. So it was, it was, I felt grateful that she waited till I came home, but it had been a good chunk of time. You know, I came home December, she found out early November. So mm-hmm. yeah, just receiving that news, it was really hard. And I was only home for about five days mm-hmm. and then I had to go back mm-hmm. and I was gone for a whole other four months. So ended up being five months because of the pandemic too. So yeah. it was early 2020 when she started her treatment. So okay. Yeah, that day was just foggy. I remember my other sister just crying a lot. It was really, it was hard for me to process it. Mm -hmm. I felt very numb. Mm -hmm. And so like throughout those days, it was just like, I have to go back and Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to. And so it was a very hard thing for me to kind of just like process in those five days and then have to go back. And then Mm -hmm. the pandemic hitting just didn't make it. It made it worse. Yeah. Just because of the distance and uh, you know, the, yeah. her treatment starting. And, and I think I felt a lot of comfort because I would check in with her pretty frequently, mm-hmm. at least in the first couple months or like fairly frequently. And mm-hmm. it was funny because my mom would say, Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> and then my sister would talk to me and my mom didn't know. Yeah. But she's like, okay, mom, I'm going to talk to Ali. Yeah. And she'd walk outside and she's like, this is what's really happening. And I was like, what a mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's what moms do. So she was trying to protect, you know, yeah, me course. not to worry. And in turn, you know, my sister was, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. I knew my mom was trying to be strong. and yeah. But I also wanted to know what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, okay. And I had on my calendar, I had all her appointments. Mm-hmm. I, I actually happened to be home for one of her appointments with her doctor. And so I was there in the room with my sister. And I, you know, I I thought that was great because I thought at least I get to hear something before I go back. And so Mm -hmm. that was helpful for me to just feel involved in that way. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that was hard. Just like from a distance, Mm -hmm. just not knowing. Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't experience what her first cancer treatment was. Mm -hmm. My siblings were heavily involved in that. Mm -hmm. My sister made a binder along with my aunt and they took her to all the appointments. And so I just was hearing all these things. Mm -hmm. But what was comforting was like by the time I came home in June, Mm -hmm. June of 2020, she had already been on her second set of chemo. Mm -hmm. So I was able to be there, take her to appointments, yeah. help her with her surgery, taking mm-hmm. care of her along with my siblings, and then mm-hmm. all through last year doing, yeah, just her recovery and then her radiation. Mm-hmm. So it was, I felt really grateful to be a part of that last stage, mm-hmm. which in a lot of ways could have been, it could have gone both ways, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was just this like, and I, it was funny too, because it was like, we kind of felt a little lighter. Like it was summer. It wasn't as heavy. Mm-hmm. I was starting to like figure out what job I was going to be applying to, but mm-hmm. I was so conflicted with her 
mm-hmm. you know, being sick still. You yeah, know, I cause remember I, that. Because mm-hmm. I remember talking to you in August mm-hmm. and she had just had her surgery. I was like, I just don't know what it's going to look like, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but things just really started getting better as she started healing from her surgery. And, you know, and I started working here at 3W in October of last year. And so it was mm-hmm. just, it just all worked out very, very smoothly. Yeah. You know, it was just this really beautiful, yeah, just like a timing, transition. just a very, very mm-hmm. soft transition. Were you worried at any point? for yourself or your sisters oh yeah that this was i need to go get checked out or i need to be yeah yeah like also yeah actually i got a scare i got a scare pretty soon after i got back or Mm -hmm. from my visit Mm -hmm. i got a scare i found something Mm -hmm. and i thought what is this there was a doctor close to where i was living at the time so i just asked her some questions Mm -hmm. and she's like, you should be okay. And then followed up with a doctor appointment once I got back. But Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know that it's in our family. Yeah. It's predisposed. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. So our great aunts, I think great or your great aunts. Yeah. All of them died of breast cancer. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we also have to see their lifestyle, Mm. you know, in the forties, everybody smoked. That was like the thing. <laughs> yeah. And everybody drank. Yeah. Because that was what was available to, that was their entertainment. Yeah. And dancing. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, and they have all passed away from, from breast cancer. Breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we yeah. all just have to, you know, I just keep telling them to go get checked. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. make sure that they're on it. And, and out there in the world, go get checked. Do yeah. not let Ignore. it. Ignore. Do not let it yeah, yeah, don't let 18 years go by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really not smart. But, you know, it life people, gets busy. You get busy. Yes. You get but, busy. You feel fine. Yes. Yeah. You got kids to take care of. You got things to take care of. You got work. Mm-hmm. Right? So many distractions. Totally. Oh, especially and, today. Yeah. And it makes sense to kind of let that stuff fall at the wayside. Yeah. And just knowing you and getting to know you, you know, this last year i know what kind of mom you are so it makes sense that you put your health to side sorry i'm really pmsing this week (laughs) (laughs) so there's that Um, oh it's nice to have you still here oh bless your heart thank you well i feel like i have a lot of work to do i think i've been put in some situations recently that i'm thinking Wow, if I would not have been here, that would not have happened. Oh my goodness. If yeah. this if I would not have been here, this wouldn't have happened. So yeah. there have been some situations where I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. I'm amazed. Yeah. I am amazed. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's incredible. So Ali, for you mm-hmm. being the oldest, and I'm being the oldest, <laughs> I understand the burden sometimes of not burden, but the responsibility sometimes of holding things together for your siblings Mm -hmm. so when you came back you know how how was that how was that experience of like okay I have to kind of hold it together Mm -hmm. you know you you talked about kind of jumping jumping in and taking your mom to the doctor's appointments and stuff like that were there moments where they turned to you and said like I can't keep doing this or it's so hard were you kind of their their rock when you came back or it was really interesting, actually. In a way, mm-hmm. it was a little hard because I wasn't as involved in the beginning, so I yeah. didn't know everything. So yeah. it kind of felt the opposite. 
Did Were you kind of grateful that you didn't know everything, maybe? I had mixed feelings. Okay. I kind of wish I would have known everything okay. or that I would have been. But mm-hmm. again, that was, it was just such a, again, it's never planned. Yeah. You don't plan. You don't plan to get cancer. No. <laughs> so just the way things were at the moment in our yeah. lives, it was just such a, a curveball. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, okay, we got to figure things out. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, like for me, it's like, ah, I have to figure out, like, should I stay? Should I not? Mm-hmm. Should I go? That was in itself a conflict as well of just mm-hmm. like trying to decide that. Mm-hmm. And so I felt actually my siblings comforting me Aww. in a lot of ways. And then just being like, it's okay. We got yeah. this, you know, like this is the last home stretch. There were occasions where it was, it was very mutual mm-hmm. where we would comfort each other. Mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, one day in particular, just feeling very emotional and mm-hmm. my sister feeling very emotional and just, you know, watching mom, it was hard mm-hmm. and we would both kind of cry. Yeah, <laughs> It was just like this very beautiful, these, be- you know, like you fight as siblings and you just like have disagreements, but like yeah. when you have those intimate moments with each other and you're just like, wow, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> sometimes we fight, but you know, it's so comforting to realize like we love each other mm-hmm. and we care about each other and we care yeah. about our mom and want the best for her. And yeah. So that was, yeah. And I tried to really let myself process it too, Mm -hmm. because I knew I was jumping right in. Mm -hmm. I also felt helpless because I didn't have a job Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was just like, I want to financially help, but I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't have a car. I just trying to figure out ways to, to be helpful. Mm -hmm. And that was where I think, you know, our community was just so, so amazing. Like Mm -hmm. we had people bringing us food. food. Yeah asking us if we needed anything mm-hmm. take, like even some of my friends asking to take my mom to the doctor oh, you know so, so you just saw like even as I was coming home not mm-hmm. having a job not yeah. having a car seeing how community really was there for us and mm-hmm. just generous like paying yeah. our bills <laughs> paying Sounds our bills amazing this wow. gentleman that yeah he gave his his, he gave his stipend, stipend to us Aww. like the stipend that we got from the government like yeah he gave it to us for our bills so it just was like wow. it was overwhelming to see yeah. like when someone so or a family is yeah. going through a hard time mm-hmm. like that is there you know yeah. so it's amazing how much we're loved you mm-hmm. know without realizing it mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. how was it seeing your mom lose her hair Oh, that was really hard. I remember. Were you were you there when Lucia shaved my head? No, but she sent me a picture. Oh, okay. that was hard, and it was it was hard because when I came on vacation, she was she had her hair, but she was losing it, mm-hmm. and I was I slept with her, mm-hmm. you know, and just I saw her pillow, and her hair was starting to fall out, oh, and I just saw it, and I was just like, it was such a yeah, yeah, it was really hard to see that mm-hmm. and she goes yeah every time i go to bed and i turn my head and i mm-hmm. i rub it, itch. Rub it. it yeah so and itchy. she just would yeah. pick up a ball of yeah. hair and i was just like oh yeah it was so surreal and we don't realize how much hair we really have holy cow i was in the shower <laughs> thinking okay in, in okay. one shot i could just get this all out no it took me like four days Wow. Yeah. That's wow. how much hair I had is incredible. Wow. Yeah. She, yeah, you do have a lot of hair. And now wow. it's just, 
It's come back. Oh, incredible. Yeah. When, when her hair started coming back, it was so curly, tight, really, tight really, curls. Really I was like, oh my gosh, it's just yeah. beautiful. But yeah, I think seeing her with no hair. Yeah. That was surreal and no eyebrows. Yeah. Or eyelashes. Or yeah. eyelashes. I mean, all the hair on my body yeah. was gone. And she yeah. just looked so gaunt. Yeah. And skinny. Yeah. And so just even seeing her, when I would hug her, she was just yeah. really tiny. So Georgina, yeah. what did you, at the end of this, what did you learn about oh, yourself? Gosh. Resilience. Yeah. Yeah. Resilience. Faith. Mm-hmm. Just the love around that was just so freely given. Mm -hmm. There was a moment that I I was scared. There was one day, one day, and it was the day that I went to the mirror and I I saw myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, I have this. Mm -hmm. How am I going to process it? How am I processing this? And I came to the realization that I wasn't going to have a pity party. And it was, it was, it just became light. Mm. It was so much lighter. Mm -hmm. It was, and yes, therapeutic. That's the word Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Because I realized that I wasn't taking this on alone. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how it felt. Mm. Even though it was hard, it was a gift. Mm. It really has been a gift. It's a journey that we're given for a reason. Mm-hmm. We maybe, and sometimes we won't know what that reason is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And if we come to the realization of what that is, that's a good thing. And if we mm-hmm. don't, I think that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But knowing that, that there are others suffering more than we are. Well, how privileged we are to be in a country yes. where we have the ability to go to chemo yes. and the, oh, an, you know, gosh. answers and yes, we have the ability to drive to our appointments instead of biking or walking or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, Amazing. Yeah. And Ali, what did you yeah. learn about yourself, about your mom through this whole experience? What did you, what did you take away mm-hmm. from going through this? Yeah. I think I appreciated my family a lot more. I was gone. So mm-hmm. I missed them a lot, mm-hmm. but I think also, experiencing the possibility of losing my mom Mm -hmm. and in my head thinking of the scenario like what is that going to be like Mm -hmm. and I didn't like that (laughs) it was it was it was very scary like in so many ways she she is such a a pillar Mm -hmm. and so like I was like she's the pillar like how (laughs) like that's all gonna go down like yeah we may think like you say we may mm-hmm. think we're adults. Yeah. We have our things together. Mm-hmm. Like in the end, like <laughs> she's still my mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I think I learned, yes, the value of my mom as having gone through so much and being even stronger as she went through this cancer mm-hmm. and just really embracing, embracing it again mm-hmm. because we can take things for granted. Yeah. And, you know, for things that have happened in our life or just in general processing that and then as an older the oldest sibling Mm -hmm. also just like looking at my weakness in that too Mm -hmm. because you realize like like you say oh we have to be strong we have to be together Mm -hmm. but really just not being together yeah and when you allow yourself to not be and when you allow yourself or like when you have to collect yourself and say okay 
I might need to step into that maternal role. Yeah. If this, if, you know, mom doesn't make it out or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So So just, yeah, I think just embracing the reality of it Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to process that. Yeah. Because I think as, as a daughter. Yeah. You, you think, oh, I I can't Mm -hmm. experience these emotions. I have to be on. Mm hmm. And maybe that's the process that a lot of families experience when Mm -hmm. they have someone that's ill, um, but that it's okay to cry and it's okay to process those emotions. Because I, again, our community was so amazing. There were moments where I was just like, this is overwhelming. Like she would start crying. I would start crying. I'm like, wow, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's so comforting. Yeah. And then just our family, how our family just band together. Yeah. It was amazing. You know, and well, there, were, there were good tears too. Yes, you oh, know, of there were such happy tears in so many moments of this. It wasn't yeah. always sad. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we and we laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. We really did. Oh, when I lost all my hair, it was hilarious. <laughs> Thought, wow, I have a nice round head. I didn't know that. <laughs> then I found scars that I didn't even know I had. And I called my dad wow. and I said, Dad, what happened to me when I was like five? I said, because I have scars that I didn't know I had. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I it's, think it's in interesting. It, we have a mom that is very, very joyful. <laughs> yes. The <laughs> cup so- is always half full, <laughs> not half empty. <laughs> yes. So she was trying to make us feel better. And we're yeah. like, well, it's supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> it's a mom thing, I think. I think so yeah well I'm so glad that you did have a community to rally around you and you know were didn't feel I mean I'm sure there were lonely moments but they were short-lived or you know you knew you can pick up the phone and call someone and someone would be there someone show up with food and that's something so beautiful in the grand scheme of this very very scary very horrible healthcare situation right and so you know to kind of take it back to you know our listeners out there who are experiencing something like this and you're alone first of all 3w gives free well woman checkups that includes a breast checkup and a pelvic checkup so if you're feeling something come in Mm -hmm. and ease your anxiety and ease your mind and our bodies sometimes are like cars and they need checkups we need checkups right (laughs) so come in and get your oral change with us is something we really really recommend and it's it's not being scared ahead of time or anything like that it's just doing your due diligence to keep your body healthy so we do that for free you know and that's something that i think most women our community should take advantage of. And then secondly, if you are diagnosed with something that you feel so alone or you're far away from your family or you don't have a good relationship with your family or what you know, whatever the circumstances, we hope that we could be that family for you. We hope that we could fill mm. that void or that ability to just get you through this tough time Mm -hmm. and it's not weird if you call us and it's not weird if you just want to come by and share the burden or the the emotions that you're going through we've have patients that come back with test results that they don't understand and talk to our medical providers and say can you explain Mm -hmm. this to me you know i didn't really get it when i was at the doctor's office because i spaced out because it was too much to take in you know let us be let us 
walk alongside you as you go through this. Yeah, uh, you're, you're not alone. Let us make you food. The girls here can really cook really good. <laughs> you know, so that's not anything odd or, or out of the norm for 3W to provide for you and vice versa, because it's such an honor to be able to walk through that with you if that's what you need at the time. So, so thank you again, ladies, for sharing your story and being vulnerable with me today. And that's not easy to relive something. You're in remission now or you're completely. Well, as of December 1st, yeah. I am cancer free. So, yeah. Awesome. I'm in. Yeah. 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 So it's great. So it's such a joy to be able to, you know, now be included in this community and, and this relationship that you guys have and i hope yeah. it never goes away so thank, thank you so much you. for for joining us today if if you're going through any of this please reach out to us and thank you i'm sure georgina and alejandra if listeners wanted to reach out to you to absolutely. ask more questions or something like that yes, be open to yes it. Yeah. absolutely that's so, why we're here yeah <laughs> so don't be a stranger and thank you so much for tuning in today until next time for more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.